it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things relationships, well-being and yoga. And today my special guest is Christian de la Huerta. He is an award-winning author who is an acclaimed speaker at various settings, including universities, conferences, corporate training, spiritual communities and the TEDx stage. He also practices a spiritual as a spiritual coach and a leadership development consultant whose work ranges from individuals and couples in private practice to major corporations and non-profit groups so welcome thank you for being here thank you so much for having me Gemma happy to happy to be here with you that's all right so yes how did you get into what you do now or tell us about what you do do now god you know it's been a long time I've been doing personal transformation work as a life coach as a retreat facilitator as an author as a speaker for over 30 years now wow yeah so and it's always been in me to do that kind of service um you know when i was a kid i thought i wanted to be a priest before i realized that the religion in which i was raised didn't really have room for me Uh, and so and then i studied psychology my dad was a psychiatrist so there was always that part of me that wanted to make a difference in people's lives and and to help people and to make a difference in the world um and 30 years you know since i discovered i was i was on the track to get a phd when I discovered breathwork as a healing modality 30 years ago, I jumped tracks and been using that as one of my healing modalities uh, for a long time. That's amazing. And- Just because breathwork to me is is quite new, as in like I've only been doing it for, I don't know, about two years or so. But actually now it is becoming bigger, isn't it? A lot more people are doing it and talking about it. Whereas I suppose 30 years ago, did you have like the, oh, that's a bit weird. Or was it, <laughs> was it part of it? <laughs> Are you kidding? For sure. I mean, I still get that. Um, and and it, and you're right. I think it is following the, the same trajectory as meditation and yoga. They're becoming more accessible, more mainstream. But but yeah, when I tell people that just from breathing, you can heal, I don't know, anything more effective in terms of healing past trauma. Um, and that it heals not only emotionally and mentally, but also um, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, spiritually, and even physically. And I know that sounds too good to be true just from breathing, but it works, Gemma. It works and it has irreversible effects and it's accessible to all of us. And, and I know to the, to the more logical, scientific, skeptical part of my mind, um, it doesn't make any sense. They haven't really studied and proven how it works. That I, all that can happen just from breathing, but it works. And I can't argue with the results. It is. It is incredible, isn't it? Because you just, it's, it's within you. And a lot of people have learned, especially now in the Western world, we look for 
results from the outside when we should actually look for results inside because thousands of years ago we did heal within ourselves and we kind of need to unlearn how we've been taught so yeah going back to breath work it is incredible how there's so many different ranges as well so many different breath work practices that would be specific for different things yes exactly yeah so breath work is a very broad term so there's you know for all the yogis and yoginis watching this there's you know in yoga class we do pranayama uh, still pranayama we you know there's breathing modalities that are good for stress reduction for relaxation for relaxation for sleeping better there are other other types of breathing technology uh, technologies that we can use like to focus and to get the energy up instead of reaching for that cup of coffee um, the one that that we're talking about now is longer you do it for you breathe in a certain way in a circular connected way for about an hour, an hour and a half, some modalities even go longer, three, four hours. Oh, wow. um, and amazing stuff happens. And in, in addition to all the healing, people have amazing, like ecstatic experiences of oneness, of connectedness, of interconnectedness. They have uh, loved ones who've passed, you know, show up with messages or um, aspects of the divine. And, and what a lot of us have read about of, you know, the interconnectedness and that we're all part of one um, thing. Uh, it's like a lot of people experience themselves as that. Um, and so it's, it's really quite a beautiful and powerful and transformational practice. Yeah, it really is. And especially you might come across this as well, but with my clients, they'll always say, oh, I don't have enough time for to sit for an hour on my own doing breath work. But you need to do it because then you then start to feel all these emotions and actually i read somewhere the other day that a 10 minute meditation yes it's good but you can't get what you would do out of a 40 minute practice an hour or even longer practice yeah you know i would say you can't afford not to um it's it's just what they tell us even when we when we teach meditation is you know you have to slow down in order to speed up um so so that taking even you're right even just 10 minutes three times a week of of meditation it's worth it it's it's more it's probably better but even that 10 minutes whether you do it sitting in meditation where you do a more conscious walking meditation but just diving within and being able to to spend time with ourselves is life-changing and and the, and they have studied meditation a lot so those benefits are proven breathwork i think they'll start doing the the scientific research uh, but anecdotally yeah it hasn't been studied i haven't done a scientific study but i can tell you thousands of people for which for whom i facilitated that their lives have changed their lives have completely changed and it did for me one session after my first session i knew that i'd never be the same and i wasn't that's incredible and did you fall into breath work i know from you've been doing this for so long but did you have uh trauma that you needed to heal from and just found this or was it something that you just felt you enjoyed it was one of those things that i was at a point in my life where you know approaching one of those choice points um and i'd got gone through a process of getting really clear it's like all right what do i want from life and just that type of thing when when, when we're ready then the teacher shows up when the student is ready and sending such a powerful message to the universe as to what I wanted from life. Within a few months, somebody told me about breath work and it was one of those, I didn't even know what it was. And I said, yeah, tell me when and how much. At some level I knew. Um, and 
that combined with teachings of understanding the ego mind, which I really get into in this new book, um, Awakening the Soul of Power. Um, I mean, not that there aren't other ways, other paths to, to healing, and of course, of course there are, and to personal empowerment and to remembering, awakening, whatever you wanna call it. Uh, but with those two techniques alone, like understanding how the ego mind works, and then having modality like, like breathwork that heals that trauma, whatever the, and, and whatever the trauma is, because um, I work with people, you know, with powerful, intense stuff, abuse, sexual abuse, wow. violent, dramatic stuff, and, and it, that stuff gets healed. It all gets healed. Um, and, and so with those two things, it's enough to free ourselves and to step into our power and our purpose. That's amazing. And I think with the world we are in now and just the way we live, being ego, like living from an ego mind, that is a really bad thing. And I don't know if that's really bad to say or not, but <laughs> but it is like we are always living out of ego. And yes. and we, we see, a, or I see a lot of people like that. And actually, no, you need to come away from that because you're yeah. always competing against yourself or against the next person when actually you should just be yourself and you should just be unique. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much to say about that. We don't have time to really get into it. <laughs> no. um, because there's a lot of misunderstanding about it. You know, most of most of us who, who know the word will think, oh, arrogance, inflated sense of self. And it is that, but it's so much more than that. And then if we took maybe psych 101 in college, you might think, oh, Freud's model of personality, the it, the ego, the superego. And that's not really what we're talking about. The way that we're talking about the ego here is more derived from Eastern teachings. Yeah. And it's a sense of self. It's a sense of individual personality. That's what ego means in Latin, I. So it's that sense of I-ness. Ultimately, an illusion and both a helpful illusion and the source of all our suffering. And, and that's the part why it's important to understand what the ego, because if we wanna have relationships that have a chance at working, if we wanna have that sense of personal empowerment, if we wanna have lives that are filled with meaning, with purpose, we've, we've got to understand the ego uh, because that's what gets in the way of all of that. And, and here's just a real quick visual. If you put um, a football in the center of a stadium, that's what the ego is. Who we are is actually the stadium but we've allowed this tiny, tiny infinitesimal part of who we are to think that it is all of who we are and to make really important, critical, consequential choices about our lives, about our relationships from its very small, limited, and always fear-based perspective. So, so that's what we, it's important to understand what it is so that we can free ourselves from its self-made prison of fear and lack and, and competition like you were talking about, uh, judgment, victimization, uh, reactivity, uh, projection, that, that's all the realm of the ego. That's incredible. Yeah, it is so true. That really, really is true. And do you find that breath work and meditation and maybe journaling and affirmations all go together? Like, do you use those as well? Or would you just say, do one thing for whatever it is that you're trying to heal? I think de depends on what it is, of course, on the person and what's compatible with you there. And all these practices are compatible um, and complementary. Uh, for me, the one that I have found most uh, effective in terms of healing is the breath work. Yeah. And it doesn't replace the meditation practice. And here's why. 90% of the time, and who, I don't know what the number is, the far majority of the time while we're meditating, at least my experience of it, um, and people you know, who, I've, who I've taught the practice to, 
it's going to be pretty boring. And I go, there, I, there I am repeating my mantra or watching my breath or counting, counting or whatever it is, whatever the practice is. I go, oh, there I go doing my shopping list back to my breath. Oh, there I go rehashing the, the argument I had with my coworker yesterday back to the breath. Oh, they were futurizing now. Uh, what am I going to tell my boss when I, when I get into that next meeting back to the breath? So most of the time is it, it's that, you know, it's just awareness, developing self-awareness, but here's where that's really good. Um, once in a while, we'll have those moments of no mind and bliss, and which are great, um, but to me, they're more like the, the icing on the cake. The benefit of meditation is not only all the physiological benefits and health-related benefits, but in, in terms of self-awareness and, and, and knowing who we are, it's sort of like learning how to dribble a basketball before you shoot the hoop or learning how to the piano chords before you can play a whole song or even a concert. It's because in that self practice of self-observation and bringing us back to the breath or back to the present, um, that's what the practice that's required. So when things about, you know, things are going about to go south and we're headed into an argument about to go over the waterfall, that's where that moment, that processing practice comes in. It's like, oh, 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 wait, 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 that hurt. I got triggered rather than just do that boring reaction that we've done a thousand times and they hurt me, so I'm going to hurt you back. Um, it, it's like that's when we can bring choice back into the equation. Say, wait a minute, wait a minute. How can I show up in response to this so that I get off this boring, repetitive merry-go-round that I've done a thousand times or you do this, I do that. You say this, I say that until somebody blows up. Um, and so, so that's one of the benefits of that, of meditation practice. That's amazing. Yeah. And that is so true because everything is, you're always competing against each other in an argument or yeah, you want to get your point across, but your, whoever it is that you're arguing with won't listen. So yeah, just coming back to that. And I teach a lot of that actually in my classes and, and one-to-ones because sure. again, it's not all about the ego and that's what you're trying to relay I suppose as in or not you but yeah you in an argument are trying to do that but with I think with with a lot of breath work as well it's knowing which certain breath work practices would be good for you specifically for I don't know healing or yeah if you've got a big job interview coming up for you to feel calm and collected rather than anxious and stressed out right right exactly yeah Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's different practices that we can use for different purposes, like we were talking about before. Yeah, and now we are going to go to a short break. See you the other side. Hey, hey, so I just wanted to share with you that I am totally in love with Confused Girl in the City yoga brand. They have all kinds of apparel, which include crystal inspired leggings, capris, shorts, joggers, as well as tanks, tees, sports bras, hoodies, and swimwear, and accessories ranging from towels, beanies, face masks, and bags. And I have a few of these leggings and tanks and I absolutely love them. They are so soft and really, really comfortable. Now, Giovanna, who started the Confused Girl brand, she started it as a blog. And when she went on her healing and spiritual journey, she met a healer who had a profound effect on her. He had a collection of crystals and told her to pick two to take home. 
One day she was meditating and she had a vision of creating a line of women's activewear that was inspired by these crystals. Now Giovanna takes high resolution photos of crystals that inspire her and work with an art team to print them onto fabric. Each pair of leggings represents a different stone. These healing crystals balance yin yang energy and cultivate courage, creativity and healing. And their leggings are four way stretch, breathable and made in LA and they pride themselves in using the best quality fabric on the market. These leggings are great for working out or going out or just chilling as well. So why the name Confused Girl? Well, Giovanna's answer is simple. It is really easy to accept yourself when you are feeling good and your life is the way you want it. But it isn't so easy to accept yourself when things are tough and you are confused. And we shame ourselves in times when we need to be embracing ourselves. Confused Girl is about accepting yourself just as you are at this moment. This acceptance will leave you, lead you to your true nature. Beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. So you can see why I love this brand so much. So head over to the website today, which is confusedgirlinthecity.com and use code YogiGemma for a 20% discount at the checkout. That's YogiGemma for 20% discount. Head on over now and check them out. If somebody is brand new to breathwork, what would the first thing you would say do? What would be the first breathwork practice to do? It's, it's as simple as doing um, a counting your breath, um, you know, even the square breath where you count for three seconds or five seconds or seven seconds, whatever you're up to, and then inhale and then hold and then exhale and then hold even that even or even doing, um, you know, 15, 20 slow, deep connected breath right before you go to bed that begins to train the body to slow down. Um, you know, there's swamis in India that can, can tell the breath to slow down and I mean, can tell the heart to slow down and, 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 and they do. Some of them can even mimic states of such profound relaxation that they're hard to distinguish from death. Most of us are not going to get there and have that much, that level of control over our bodies, but anybody can slow down the breath. Anybody can. All it takes is the choice and a little bit of self-discipline not hard at all when and what happens when we slow down the breath is that the heart has no choice the heart has to slow down and as the heart slows down the nervous system begins to relax the body begins to quiet down and then we can drop into deeper states of relaxation and being yes that's amazing and when would you say do it what's the best time of day to do it you can do it anytime anytime whenever you need it like if you're stuck in traffic and, and you're starting to get stressed out because you might be late to, late to your appointment, use the breath. If, I mean, it has so many purposes. If you want to prolong orgasm, use the breath. <laughs> you know, <laughs> slow, slow down your breath. Um, it's, it's, it's all about the breath. It really is. It's, <laughs> it's, breath, breath is life, right? Breath is what gives, keeps us alive. And if we think about it even further beyond that, in most spiritual traditions and, and, and even some secular languages, the same word, one word can mean spirit or breath, depending on how, on what we're, on the context, what we're, what we're talking about. So to me, that's what helps me understand why it's such a powerful practice because, and, and there's no need to believe in anything, you know, at a conscious level. Um, and if you have a certain connection with the, with some aspect of the divine, of the sacred, it's like, bring it in. It's like, you know, bring that level of intention in. It's like, this is between each one of us and the holy breath, the life-giving breath, between each one of us and the Holy Spirit, whatever that means to you. Yeah, 
That's amazing. I love that. And what is your book all about? Is that mostly breathwork or is there other things in it as well? No, it's really not about breathwork. Um, even though I definitely mention it throughout the book, um, it's, it's about personal empowerment. And, and the thing is that most of us, uh, Gemma, as you know, have an ambivalent, some I would even say conflicted relationship with power. Uh, and that's why we get stuck in power struggles like we were talking about before, uh, the need to be right, all that kind of stuff. And, and part of it's conflicted because part of us wants power, part of us is afraid, is afraid of it. And I think what we fear is that if we really stepped into all our power, if we really bead all who we are, that other people might be threatened and they couldn't handle it and that we might end up rejected and alone. Not fun. Um, I think we also fear that we might abuse it. And no wonder, like all we gotta do is turn on the news or watch or read the headlines any day to witness at least one abuse of power. And who wants to do that? We, we've also been conditioned to believe that power is a bad thing. Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. But what they didn't tell us about that is that Lord Acton was speaking specifically about political power, not personal power. And so when, when you add to the mix, the fact that we've also been conditioned to be afraid of the emotions, we've turned the emotions into weakness, um, completely faulty assumption there at so many levels. Um, and particularly as men, you know, little boys don't cry, that's so conditioned into us. Uh, but when you put all that into a mix, what happens is that we end up giving away our power, our innate power that nobody can give to us, nobody can take away. We are the only ones who, who give it away. And Gemma, we know the sad part to me is the lame reasons for which we give it away. You know, we say yes, when inside it's really not okay. Inside it's really a no. But we, we, we stuff ourselves into small little packages. We all override our true beliefs, our preferences, our desires, our dreams for the sake of an illusion of security, of false sense of acceptance and crumbs of pseudo love. So, so not an effective strategy um, because what we're risking at a personal level is a life of soul devouring uh, mediocrity. Um, and, and relationships that don't really don't really work because that strategy of, of stuffing ourselves does not work in the long run. Yeah. Uh, so what the book is about is like, how do we step into power, our own personal power in a way that's not about hierarchy, fear, power over, control, force, domination, manipulation. How do we do it in a way that is a match for who we are inside and that doesn't require that we push anybody down or step on them in order for us to feel powerful? That's incredible. I love that. That's amazing. And actually, I was for years. Um, I had issues with my mother-in-law. <laughs> Who doesn't? But um, it's yeah. It was just like it was just taking up all of our energy, and it was like, why us? And so much happened. But and it, and it just got to the point where we're just like, okay, it doesn't matter anymore. If she doesn't want to see us, she doesn't want to see us. If she doesn't want to do this, doesn't want to do that, it doesn't matter. And I think it just takes, I don't know, you have to kind of go through it to actually then think, right, okay, well then I'm not wasting my energy, my time anymore. It's not about being power or, yeah, trying to get one up on each other. It's just living nicely. And, and the same like with the news, I don't watch the news anymore or listen to the news because it's all about power or it's all about negative things and my energies can't deal with that. <laughs> yeah. So I can't be bothered, yeah. 
It is. It's really good, weird. good for you. And and you know that situation you were describing with your with your um, mother-in-law, which which we've all get caught in these power struggles. We all have, uh, and most of us still do. And and because of the egos need to be right, so this is how it weaves back in with the ego, because that kind of power is all about ego power, and the ego has a really strong need to be to be right. Um, and so when when we get stuck into these power struggles, that's usually what's going on. It's like I'm right and you're being right, and then we lock horns until somebody blows up, um, and 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 then we get off that place of being right. And so the, you know, like the Course of Miracles says, would you rather be right or happy? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, you can put that into relationships as well when you're having an argument. Would you rather be right and lose your partner or would you rather be happy and work it out properly together? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and it's work. Like you said, it, it's work. Like to, to be willing to go inside and to ask ourselves the hard questions of why do we do the things we do? Why do we get triggered by certain people and not others? Why do other people not get triggered by the same situation where we're all upset and, and self-righteous about it uh, and all in a huff about it? Uh, so... And why, why do we get stuck in these patterns of self-defeating behaviors, uh, self, self-sabotaging behavior? We self-sabotage our relationships. And sometimes it feels like we're in the same boring movie or the same boring play. It might be a different co-lead, but the same boring crap coming up, the same arguments, the same issues. At some point, we have to get honest and we got to get real. I'm going to say, wait a minute, there's one common denominator in every one of the relationships, in every one of those arguments, and it's right here, right? And so why do we do the things we do <laughs> so that we can get free from those unhealthy patterns? Yeah, it is true. And especially with, with family members as well. There's other family members that I've got in my family that will, I don't know, like, think well why are you doing so well and i didn't do so well and i think it's jealousy as well and it's like well i'm not coming down to your level because i'm happy where i am and actually they can't see that we are happy in our relationship and family life life rather than they are not happy so they put us down to make themselves feel better and and i think that's really sad but that's just human nature as well and if you if you want to keep going at it, then then you will do and you'll get even sadder, if that's the word. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. And, and that's also the ego. That's why the, the ego is the source of all our conflicts and all our suffering. It's like the ego is always comparing itself to others. And it's, other gonna, it's either feeling inf- superior, like better than, and how dare you treat me this way? Who do you think you are? Or it plummets into failure. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe... I, I did that again. I can't believe I forgot that. I can't believe I messed that up again. Um, I, I'm not worthy. I probably shouldn't be allowed to, to live on this planet. And that can flip on a dime. And, and what a way, because all day long, we're, we're going from one extreme to the other feeling um, and, 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 that, and giving our power away to people who have even less of a clue yes. than we do. So true. Yeah, that really is. And how do you work with um, your corporations, like major companies? Do you do you bring all of this work into that? Yes. I mean, I haven't done that kind of work in the last three years because of the pandemic. Yeah. I'm doing some, some stuff virtually. Uh, but yeah, I've done, you know, day-long trainings, three-hour workshops. Just depends what they need. And, and with individuals, I've, I've also do, you know, one-on-one coaching. I do group coaching. I have a year long 
coaching program where I take a group of people, small enough so that it's still intimate, you know, 20, around 20, 25 people um, through a journey of transformation. Um, you know, meeting uh, bi-weekly for a couple of hours on Zoom and people are having amazing results. Um, That's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, that really is. And by bringing more spiritual things into their lives, especially if they aren't normally up for any kind of like this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and focusing on on real life issues, like you know, practical life issues. Like, would you like to, would you like to have better success in your relationships? Would you like to cut out these patterns of attracting people who are not a match, people who are not available? Uh, that's the so the ways that the, we sabotage our relationships even before we get started. Yeah. So that's the benefit of understanding why we do the things we do and, and what's the payoff. Um, and and why do why do what do we get and keep doing these things that are not good for us in the in the long run? So focus on personal empowerment, like helping people figure out where do we give our power away, and why, in what situations, right? Do I do I tend to give my power away more with authority figures, like parental figures, religious leaders, bosses, coaches, or do I tend perhaps to give my power away in romantic, intimate, sexual relationships? where more of the, our personal identities at stake. Um, we talk about life purpose. You know, what are we really doing here at a, at a soul level, at a mission level? And, and how do we get out of the way of ourselves and stop playing small and hiding our light under a bushel? Wow, thank you. That's amazing. And what are two takeaway points from today? Now I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, that there's hope. Like no matter what happened in the past, that all that stuff can be healed and overcome and transcended. Um, and, and also no matter what happens going forward, because that crap is going to continue happening and life is going to continue throwing curveballs our way. Um, but that no matter what happened and no matter what happens, we can always get to choose how we show up in response. And that alone is a very empowering thing. And whatever the case may be of what happened or happens, it can be healed, it can be dealt with, it can be overcome. Um, and my adolescence was one long depression with suicidal fantasies. Wow. Um, fast flash forward to today, no matter what happens in my life, no matter the details, the circumstances, whether a relationship works out or it doesn't, whether a project succeeds or it fails, in quotes, never, ever, ever do I question my sense of self. And, and I know self-doubt, I know self-hatred, like I said. Um, and so I know for sure from my personal experience that all that stuff can be healed and transcended. That's amazing. All through breath work and meditation and just the mind as well, just thinking, getting yes. rid of all these negative thoughts yes. and letting them go because a lot of people will keep hold of them. And then that is just then going to manifest and build into something negative. Exactly. Yeah. And where can we find you? What's your website or your social media channels? The, the book, um, and again, the title is Awakening the Soul of Power, can be ordered at your local bookstore. Or you can get it on Amazon. In terms of reaching me, probably, probably my website is the best way to, to do that. And then they can get my social media from there. Uh, the website is soulfulpower.com, S-O-U-L-F-U-L-power.com. And for your audience, anybody who goes to soulfulpower.com and gets on my email list, and we know how easy it is to click unsubscribe if it doesn't work, you work for you down the road, 
but anybody who does will send them a sample chapter of the book, one that deals with what it means to live a heroic life in the 21st century. Um, we'll send them some power practices designed to integrate those teachings into our lives. And we'll send them a, a guided meditation that I created in the middle, in the midst of the pandemic, um, helping people to step into a place of trust. Like how do we step into trust in these times of, of global fear and chaos and, and uncertainty? Oh, amazing. Thank you so much. It's been really good to talk to you. Thank you, Gemma. Thanks so much for having me on your show. I appreciate the opportunity. And thank you for having the show because I know that you, through your willingness to do that, many, many lives are being uh, touched. And, and Oh, impacted. thank you. Yeah, I love doing what I do. <laughs> Good. Good. Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon.